Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the 93 WIBC hotline. Nobody covers the Colts better than Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan. Part of the wake-up call with KB and Andy. So KB, let's ask the million-dollar question. What did you think of the fourth pick in the NFL draft, Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I thought it was a nice debut. I mean, there's certainly a ton of context with Richardson. I, I don't know if people fully understand just how unique this situation is for a guy to have as lack of an experience uh, situation as he did in college to be entering the NFL at such a young age. Um, I thought there were moments in the first half where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a debut to remember and a very like methodical passing the game. I didn't think there were any moments like too, too big for him early on. I mean, not like pre-snap penalties or, you know, disastrous turnovers, but I did find it interesting that, you know, as soon as they tied the game early third quarter, and then eventually Jacksonville or actually the Colts took the lead, thanks to the defensive touchdown. It was almost like, Oh my gosh, like, are we expected to win this game? Has this turned from like feel good debut story to, oh wow, the Colts could really win this game and finally get that season opening victory? And I felt like that's when things turned for Richardson. And he looked like a 21 year old quarterback. But having said that, I just think there's a ton of lack of support around him. He's having to do way, much, way too much heavy lifting for this offense right now. And that is disappointing to see. Well, I had fun watching the game. Like, I, I was, I was, um, you know, I liked watching Anthony Richardson. I liked, I was screaming at him to run an awful lot. Um, I think the fans enjoy. I mean, it was a heartbreaking loss. I was Still, screaming I at him to slide yeah, an yeah, awful slide, lot. Slide, slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that harkens back to Andrew Luck days. Oh right, my gosh, right. forgot about that. Um, like overall, just what did you think of the game? I mean, what what, what grade? I know it's kind of a generic question. What kind, what kind of grade would you give the Colts uh, as a whole yesterday? Yeah, I mean, Nigel, we're obviously grading on a curve for all yeah. the reasons that I just mentioned. But, you know, how do you not walk away from yesterday, and I think you just said it, and feel infinitely more encouraged than you did after last year's season opener, <laughs> a tie in Houston, or hell, the last time we saw the Colts when, you know, Parks Frazier was calling the plays and, and you know, it was the, the, the corpse of Matt Ryan and the corpse of Nick Foles <laughs> playing quarterback for you. So, Certainly, I think you have to feel better. I mean, yeah. you're going to hand out a grade as much as a solid B you could give after a loss. I think it's fair. At the same time, I think naturally there are some Colts fans that are bummed because you were leading with midway through the fourth quarter. Or you'll see, you know, at a four-point lead, your defense was playing great. And really, not to get too technical, but I thought everything turned on that big punt return where the Colts just kind of lost lost track of what was going on there for a, for a split second. And boom, Jacksonville gets a 50-yard return, and that was the jolt that they needed there. Uh, but, yes, it is a more entertaining product. I think you're finally approaching things from a modern standpoint. And I think you have to be encouraged moving forward about the direction you're going at the most important position in sports. All right. So now that we've all sang Kumbaya and we talked about how positive of an experience this is, <laughs> let me be Debbie Downer here for a second, KB. What was more disappointing, the run game, which I believe was like averaging one yard per carry, 
the offensive line play or the lack of even trying to throw the ball down the field? Boy, I could slice up that pie pretty evenly. I mean, I was disappointed in that you didn't take any more deep shots down the field, or really any deep shots, period, because that's where Richardson's strength is as a passer. It is the shots down the field, and you need that because, albeit he was you know, decently efficient yesterday, that's not really his game. His game is not this methodical, consistent passer. He's supposed to sprinkle in the home runs to offset a few of the strikeouts um, as far as the run game is concerned. I mean, I tweeted it out during the middle of the third quarter, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's agent had to be watching that game, you know, naked looking at the, <laughs> of the run game and, and all of the leverage that he could be creating. Um, I don't say this lightly guys. And I think you guys know that I don't speak in hyperbole just to do it. Yesterday was arguably the worst game I've seen in a Colts uniform out of running back Deion Jackson. Um, he had 13 carries for 14 yards. That is 1.1 yard per carry in the 40-year history of the Indianapolis Colts. It's the second worst rushing output in Indy Colt franchise history. On top of that, he had two fumbles and a critical drop in the second half when you were at midfield and had a chance to potentially add to the score. So, um, if that's the message the Colts are sending, as here's our starting running back, Deion Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's agent has to be foaming at the mouth. So let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. He's on the pup list, can't do anything until week four. But the Ravens lost their starting running back yesterday. So if the Ravens were to call, you probably know better than anybody, KB. Would Jim Ursay be in a hurry to help the city of Baltimore in any way if a trade <laughs> oh, presented geez. itself? Gosh, that is a great question. I mean, there have been some Colt, you know, Raven uh, interactions here over the, I don't know, that past 10 or 15 years. I like to think that 40 years has passed, um, but I, I'm sure there are some Baltimore Raven season ticket holders that would have a gripe or two on that. I, I know this sounds bad, guys, but I mean, if you're a Colts fan, and or I guess even if you if you are of the thinking the Colts and Jonathan Taylor do not have a future together, you need to cheer for running back injuries. I know that sounds really bad, but a J.K. Dobbins injury, like you just brought up, Hammer, that's a big deal to a team in Baltimore that has kind of always had a revolving door of running backs with Lamar Jackson. Do they view Taylor as a guy that could get them over the hump? They don't have an abundance of draft picks. They aren't in a great cap situation, but they've always been a franchise that I think is you know, kind of push their chips into the middle of the middle of the table a little bit more than not. I am curious yesterday, what does that do? I mean, maybe Zach Moss comes back this week. Uh, he wasn't fully clear from that broken arm just yet. Do the Colts go out and make a veteran running back room? Taylor's not coming back for at least three more games. So, you know, is, is this the song and dance that you're going to play? Evan Hall, the rookie out of Northwestern who got in briefly, uh, he injured his knee. So something I feel like has got to happen at running back, even non Taylor affiliated here this week or very soon, or else, you know, this is the operation that, that, that you're going to have through the first four weeks of the season. Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan here, uh, talking about the Colts' loss yesterday to Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, saw some highlights, did see some lowlights, questionable play calling at the end of the game. What did you think of what, what you saw at the end of the game there? Should they have gone for a uh, field goal and then did an onside kick instead of just running the clock out and trying to score? What, what did you think about the play calling yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I will raise my hand. I didn't have the Colts plus seven and a half on the betting line, so I didn't really care too, too much about the end of the game. I know some people were clamoring for a field goal there to make the score from 10 to 7. What are you trying to say, point? KB? You calling me out? Is that what's happening here? You pass.
passive aggressive son of a. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the most passive aggressive thing that I've ever said. <laughs> At some point, you need two scores, and I think yeah. James Dyson's thinking there is we are decently close to a touchdown. They were moving the ball pretty easily against Jacksonville. It was like, okay, we kind of got them on our uh, on their heels. Let's score the touchdown and then kick the 55-yard field goal versus kick the 35-yard field goal and then have to still get a touchdown after that. I mean, I can listen to the debate on both sides. Certainly when Richardson continues to take the hits that he did, that obviously offers some hindsight 2020. And I do think bigger picture, guys, that is something we're just going to have to watch all year with him. I mean, he got injured on his first ever NFL run. He got hurt on that 11-yard game early in the first quarter, um, suffered a, a, a bone bruise on his left knee, played through it. Um, sounded like there might have been an aggravation there late in the game. So I think that'll be something to watch. And just that gray area, does he run? How much does he run? Does he slide to the point you guys brought up earlier? That's something that we're going to have to deal with with this kind of new age at, at, at quarterback. Got about 30 seconds left here, KB. Um, the Colts had a new coach this year, uh, Steichen. Now, all the attention's been on you know the new quarterback, the Jonathan Taylor situation. But what do you think about the new coach? What did you see yesterday? Yeah, a few things I didn't love. Again, I didn't love the lack of dialing up deep shots for Richardson. I don't know if the injury played into this, but I thought they got away from running him a little bit more once, again, they tied the game up in the third quarter there and and eventually took the lead. You had a really big lull for the offense. They were terrible on third down and fourth down. I put some of that on on the play caller as well. So those are areas that you want certainly – um, him to be better at. I did think just modern-wise, there's a lot of things offensively that just is super unique, and, and I think the Colts have to tap into that. But I don't think it's too shocking to see in the NFL yesterday the five new head coaches, all five of them lost. So probably a little bit to be expected. The wake-up call with KB and Andy, 7-10 to 10 on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Kevin Bowen, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys.